Again, coming from the Lucas Oil Studios, the Lucas Oil Pits, as we like to call them on Sunday night on the national show. But, damn it, we're hanging out in the sunshine, looking at snow on the peaks here in beautiful Pomona as we kick off the 2013 NHRA Top Fuel Funny Car Pro Stock Season. And who stumbles by? Crash Gladys, Statman, but none other than the mad scientist, Eddie Knox, who, of course, tunes Problem Child, Top Fuel Hydro. <laughs> Daryl Ehrlich. For Daryl Ehrlich, Top Fuel Hydro for the Lucas Oil Drag Boat Racing Series. And, and, you know, I'm not surprised to see you here because looking at Brandon and, of course, Morgan's rails, I mean, you're tuning essentially the same thing, aren't you? Yeah, I come up here. I don't live far, and this is where we get all of our parts, actually. I buy a, my association with Redline Oil and Coletta Motorsports. Uh, usually twice a year we'll swing by here and yeah. pick up a couple of engines and parts and pieces. Whatever they're discarding is what we make do with. City, you're not kidding us. You just This is the only place within 100 miles you could sniff some nitro in the morning, and that's why you're here. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Obviously, you know, racing nitro ourselves, we get a, a real kick out of seeing these guys go, and we run very similar engines and parts and pieces. And uh, it, it's kind of fun. They appreciate the boat, and obviously we appreciate the dragsters and funny cars. And, uh, heck, man, it's Southern California. What's not to like about it? Now, I imagine Eddie Knox, Top Fuel, uh, top fuel Hydro, everybody says, I'd never get into a dragster. And I imagine the dragster guys will say, I'll never drive one of those boats. Because both of you guys have to be insane to, you don't drive them, but you yeah, you got to be insane to get in that thing. It's pretty funny because everyone that does drive these, and these guys are daredevils for sure, especially the funny car pilots, but they don't want anything to do with that top fuel <laughs> hydro. Uh, I think as you saw last year, we had Matt Hagen out and he drove a, a pro-modified boat for some fun in a, in a capsule, and that was really great having him on board for the weekend but uh these guys don't want anything to do with that boat of ours now hold on a second these guys don't want anything to do with it is it the drivers or is it their sponsors saying don't you dare go do something else well i'm sure anyone here with a contract in the right frame of mind uh would not let that happen uh obviously you guys have been to enough boat races uh we feel it's pretty safe but i don't think these guys would be comfortable holding on to a rope while they're floating and then mashing the throttle Eddie Knox joins us here in the Speed Freaks pit. That doesn't even sound safe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which is how they start. That is their starting line is holding onto a rope, yep. sometimes for a half an hour waiting for things to go. Top Fuel Hydro Problem Child Tuner joins us. And I want, I want you to describe from your perspective what happened in Wheatland last year, how you were actually <laughs> able and, – and, again, remember people that are listening, 99.9% .9 of them have no idea what happened at Wheatland with you and your driver, Daryl Ehrlich, from a tuner, team owner standpoint. Describe what was going on with those runs with Ehrlich and what happened to the boat and how you actually got to the finals. Well, it was a very interesting weekend for sure. Um, the boat caught on fire during one of the runs, the first round of eliminations. And, uh, you know, I'm standing from afar, and I figure, oh, well, push the head gasket or something. But the boat continued to burn and burn and burn. They put it out. It relit again. They actually had to drag it backwards and sink the boat to put out the fire. Well, we had about till the, of the by run, so it gave us a little bit of time. But we actually had to tear this boat down to the bare minimums, take everything off of it, rewire it. Uh, and and let me let me insert something there. I'm on camera going. There's no way Eddie Knox and Daryl Ehrlich are making it to the finals. There's no way you're going to make it. So you might as well hand the trophy over to Sylvie or. Yeah, exactly. Every uh, bit of media that came by just said, man, you guys need to hang this deal up. But uh, 
There is absolutely no quit in my team, and especially my driver. And we got it back. It was charred. I mean, it was horrible. We got it back. The engine was in great shape. So we were able to rebuild it, rewire it, replumb the entire boat in about three hours. Went into the final, won that race, boat caught on fire again, and it, we, we figured out what was wrong. It broke a header, so it was shooting a 1,000 horsepower worth of flames out of one pipe onto the side of the boat. And then it also pushed the boat to the side. You know, there's so much force there. And then he drives it up on top of the rocks on fire, <laughs> tears up a $6,000 pair of propellers. Damn him. It was quite a weekend, but I would do that all over again every weekend to get that very same trophy. And what yeah, that trophy's almost more worth it than anything. And yes. what happened in the left lane next to you during that oh. final? Well, our competition didn't have a have a chance to get their engine warmed before the final. I don't know that that had anything to do with it. It very well could have, but... Uh, Jarrett Silby. Their boat took off, the Speed Sport boat, and it did an instant submarine. And it, oh it nosedived into it. It came up with mud stuck to it. And so we're watching one go down, one underwater, one going down the tracks, blows up on the rocks. It was probably the most exciting top fuel final there's ever been. I know, I know Statman's looking around going, did that just happen? Wow, you gotta be in, <laughs> you gotta be insane. Now the other side of that is that you're the guy to tune that boat. Yeah, we have uh, many times last year we've had the computer melt off the boat, any kind of electronics melt off it, and we just go old school, you know, plug some jets in it and let her rip, and most of the time it runs. And the, all of this happened, you sunk the boat to put the fire out, yeah. and you still got the engine and all this stuff. You got all that. That didn't do any more damage than what you described? Uh, no, oddly enough, uh, we have a really awesome rescue crew, and uh, their first interest, obviously, is, is safety, but they're there to help save the equipment, too. So they were able to hook the back of it with a winch, drag it backwards just to get it sunk enough up to the capsule, and then they hoist <laughs> it back up. So, And Daryl's standing there the whole time laughing. He's like, oh, shit, get the boss's credit card. You know, uh, we'll fix this. And uh, Yeah, he's, he's pretty exciting to watch. Eddie he, Knox. He what? says Daryl's pretty exciting to watch. Yeah. I think you guys were pretty exciting to watch that entire rebuild. <laughs> My team was awesome, man. It was great to see. Eddie Knox joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios, as we kick off the 2013 NHRA season. Well, we're talking Lucas Oil drag boat racing, and we've had a number of pilots on our show. Haven't had a tuner or team owner. And, of course, there's that dark side of any kind of motorsports, specifically top fuel hydro racing. Where as a fan and as a pit reporter, I go, I'm just hoping that they get the boat down there all in one piece. You as a team owner, you know the, the challenges of, of keeping that boat on the water. Yeah, what we're doing, there's not a whole lot of uh, testing. So you can put a car in a wind tunnel, you can have engineers figure out what it's supposed to do, but a rapidly accelerating watercraft, it's going to go where it's going to go. And it's fixed, so it has to start and finish with the same shape. It's not something you can adjust the wheels or you got wing to put downforce on it. So when it gets down there, and our boat has been going wait, places. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. No wing to put down. How do you get? To, how do you keep it in the water? Well, it's not really in the water most of the time, so it just <laughs> rides up on its tippy toes. It's uh, basically a hydroplane, so it flies across the surface on a cushion of air. So the prop is the only thing in the water? Yeah, most of the time with ours, the prop's the only thing in the water, just the tips and a little bit that'll bounce on the sponsons a little bit. But uh, So there's, we're going places that you know we've, we've never been. And I think I've said before in a different interview, it's like throwing Chuck Yeager in the thing and going, hey, give her a try. You know, <laughs> and that's how Daryl is. You know, he goes, hey, 
I give him a little hint of what it might do, and he goes, okay, no worries. Zoom, he goes. <laughs> but that's you, that's you, the, excuse me, Kenny, that's the, when you're going through the air, I had somebody tell me once that just a regular speedboat out in the, in the water, that's the, do you tune it with the, does the boat itself become a wing yes. when it's out of the water like that? You know, that's a good question. If you look at the boat from the side, it actually is a wing. And it's a flying wing. So the air that goes over it and under it, we channel in different areas to uh, create downforce, to create lift. Obviously, we need it to lift because any bit of water that's dragging along with it is slows, you know, it down. slows it down. It's friction. So we want it to get up and clean as fast as possible. And you've seen by some of our wheelies that sometimes I miss it by just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in San Angelo two years ago, was it? Was it 2009, yeah. 10, 11? It was 10. Was it 2010? Was Daryl Ehrlich got caught up in John Haas's parachute, right? And, and drug, Ehrlich's, drug Ehrlich up into the air, flipped, and of course, just to demolish the boat. When you see that happening as a team owner, and again, this, this, I'm not trying to be flippant. Right. You're seeing that happen in, in split sep- seconds in front of you. What, what's going through your head right then? I'll, I'll tell you what. It's kind of crazy. You don't, it, it happens so fast, and with boat crashes or even cars, the eerie part is hearing the motor and the noises and uh, the whoop, whoop, you know, going back and forth and, the, and it's slapping the waters. So immediately, I start running. That's the very first thing I do. I want to make sure he's okay. And, uh, you know, fiberglass is fiberglass. It's not cheap, but it's replaceable. And uh, so going through my mind, I'm instantly concerned about did everything I do, was it the best I could do in safety-wise? I know it's all about performance, but it's also about making these guys survive these type of crashes. So for me, the first thing is did the capsule work? You know, did I bolt everything in the right place? That's got to be nerve-wracking. Oh, it, it drives me crazy. I wasn't so nervous when I was driving boats, but standing on the beach just kills me. I mean, you get ulcers and heart palpitations. <laughs> Hell yeah, this is really fun. Let's spend some more money and do it again. <laughs> you yeah. got your doctor on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> in the four or five years that I've been involved in Lucas Oil Drag Boat Racing Series, the safety has improved noticeably, specifically the cockpit and other, other particulars. The safety crew the, yes. is just phenomenal from, a, from an owner's standpoint. What have been the the increases in safety that you've seen that are very important? Well, I'm constantly working in the capsule area because it's it's like they say, it's not if, it's when. These things can crash. And I think our biggest improvements, every crash we learn something from. It's a weird way to do it, but that's what happens. So Daryl's crash, it broke the windshield out. It breached his mask and, uh, you know, broke his back and had some other problems. So we immediately went back in the capsules, reinforced it with more carbon and Kevlar, a smaller windshield area. Uh, we use a section of an F-14 fighter plane windshield. So we decreased that area and more hoops around the driver's head. We copy a lot of what the NHRA guys do as far as the padding uh, inside and around the head, uh, different types of seat belts to try to keep the kinetic energy down from the, you know, your body parts. Uh, but it's a constant, always upgrading. We share a lot of info with each other when it comes to that. And right now, I feel that we're, we're doing a very good job, or at least the best we can at this point. You know, motorsports is science, and part of what makes science go is learning from mistakes. So, yeah, you say that might be a little weird. We learn from crashes, but that's how we advance. Yes, absolutely. It's not weird. And uh, like I said, it's, it's a fixed craft, so he's along for the ride. And if everything's going good... He's going to be just fine. And, and, you know, then you got to drop three parachutes into the water and stop the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's what your eyeballs are doing then. 
The mad scientist, Eddie Docks, joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. Of course, tuning problem child, top fuel hydro, Lucas Oil drag boat racing series. Three-time champion, by the way. And there's no reason why you can't grab a fourth. However, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of folks are loading up for 2013. Yeah, we're going to have a pretty big count of top fuel boats, and I think they're getting a little tired of getting slapped around. <laughs> so uh, they are definitely loading up. Uh, pretty much all but one boat will be copies of what we own. And... Uh, all outrigger bullet fiberglass boats which you know it takes them a little while to figure it out but if you watch a car race and a and a ford wins every weekend wouldn't you go buy a ford so <laughs> so it's almost a it's a compliment to what you've done yeah and, and we've helped to actually a lot of them set them up because for, for me i benefit from the competition both personally and financially we need these boats to go up and down on tv and that's what brings our sponsors. And it's really fun to have side-by-side -side races. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love slapping a 330 on them once in a while, but it's <laughs> nice to have the competition. And we got some talented guys out there. A 330 and 1,000 feet. Yeah, it's only a half second quicker than a funny car, but they have <laughs> wheels and ball bearings, too. What's the deal with that? Yeah. Hey, Eddie, thanks for, thanks for taking time out and coming down the Speed Freaks pits for your very first time. We didn't beat you up. We did, well, Next time, we'll beat your ass up. Oh, no worries, man. I got thick skin. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a great day. You got cool. it.